Welcome to Solo Travel Adventures, my sisters. Don't let fear hold you back from traveling alone. I want you to gather your courage, listen to inspiring stories, and learn how to travel solo while safely navigating new places from this show. I'm Cheryl Esch, solo travel advocate and travel coach, and I want you to have a transformative experience when you travel solo. So pack your bags, book your flight, and check one more time for that passport. It's time to explore the world. Hello, sister travelers. Well, welcome back to Solo Travel Adventures. I'm going to talk today about U.S. national parks. Um, It got inspired because by the time you listen to this, I will be in Big Ben National Park, which is in Texas, very bottom southern tip of Texas down by the border of Mexico. And I've lived in Texas for 14 years now, and I still have not been to that national park. So I thought it was about time, but I do love our national parks. And although these are uh, U.S. national parks I'll be talking about, there are international national parks, and I've been to um, some of those. I went to one in Ireland, but it also applies if you are a traveler coming from another country and you are coming to the U.S., I highly recommend that you get to see you know, maybe a national park or two while you are in the States. Now, obviously, the big one that most people will tell you about is the Grand Canyon, right? As my son will say, you mean the big hole in the ground? Yes. So, but it's popular. It's beautiful. I've been there several times. As of 2020, we actually have 63 national parks out there that uh, we can see. And if you want a list of them, I'm not going to give you the list. You can obviously go online and download a list. But what I'm going to talk about today is five things you need to do before you go to a national park. All right. And then I'll just quickly discuss, I'll give you some ideas of some national parks you should see based on the time of year, right? So certain ones are... Uh, better appreciated during certain times of the year. But to get to what you need to do before you go to your national park is number one is you want to check the weather. Okay, because, you know, that will determine what you pack, what you bring with you, um, what to expect uh, on your trip there. And then secondly, you definitely want to go to the National Park Service's government website. So that's nps.gov. Once you're there, obviously you can look up your specific national park that you're going to see, but you also want to look for any kind of alerts um, or road closures. So for example, uh, I did not do this as I was kind of just doing a spontaneous travel um, in the hill country of Texas. This was a few years back and it was a state park um, and I had booked, you know, I booked my reservation. I got my ticket online, but I didn't read that the park was actually closed that week. Um, Every year, twice in the year, they kind of do a, where they 
kind of track and they watch the the wildlife, right? So it was actually closed. So it would have been helpful if I had done my research and figured out that that park was closed. So look for alerts like that, any kind of road closures, especially if you're talking about parks that are maybe um, tend to have snow, right? Um, think about Alaska. Even when I went, went to Mount Rainer in Washington state, uh, there were roads closed. And I did know that beforehand. We knew that just a limited amount of the park would be available to us. So this is just all good stuff to um, look up. Sometimes you might, uh, like I just noticed Big Ben has a a section of road that is closed. I believe it was because um, some falling rocks, right? So keep an eye on that website, even up to the day before you leave or the night before you leave um, and arrive at that site at the park. Okay, so check that nps.gov website for any kind of alerts. Number three, uh, get permits if needed, uh, and especially make reservations if you are camping. So there are a few uh, a few parks that require permits, uh, particularly if you're doing some backcountry backpacking and, 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 and camping, right? So you want to make sure you get those proper permits. Um, There's also a permit required, just for example, if you want to do the Angel Walk in Zion National Park, that does require a permit because they only allow so many people uh, per day um, in that area. Okay, so make sure you check that out before you go. And uh, like for me, when I went to Acadia National Park and wanted to get up Cadillac Mountain, they only allow so many entrances um, to that area each day. And those are not released there. I think they're released about three days ahead of time. Um, So you have to kind of keep an eye on that. Number four, I recommend getting a map of the park, a physical map, whether it's you download something, maybe even offline, because Let's say, for example, you are going to go hiking and your your GPS or your cell service isn't working. You're kind of in the back country, right? And you don't have cell service. You're going to want to have an actual physical map. Granted, some of these trails are well marked. Um, it's also just good to get a orientation of where you are, right? Um, a lot of times when you enter a park, uh, you can get uh, actual physical map of the park, but sometimes it might be beneficial to get that beforehand, especially if you plan to do some hiking. Um, that's what I did with Big Ben because there's like I don't know over 150 miles of of trail in Big Ben that I could hike. So I had to, you know, get a map out, kind of decide and determine where I was going to go for my hikes. All right, number five, I would recommend you buy a national park annual pass. Now, this is only beneficial if you plan to go to multiple national parks within a year, right? Now, if you're just going to one, then you just pay that one-time entrance fee. But let's say you're going to go, you're going to hit maybe Washington and you're going to hit all three national parks in the state of Washington. Then buying that national annual pass, which is about $80 is definitely beneficial. 
uh, because each entrance, um, I remember going to one, it was like $30, $30, $35. So, you know, that can add up. Um, but if you're only going to one, um, then you just pay that one time fee. So those are five things I recommend you do before you go to the national park. That way you can really enjoy yourself while you're there. Well, then you might ask, well, which ones should I go to? There are 63. And as I mentioned, the newest one um, got added in the end of 2020, uh, the new River Gorge in West Virginia. It used to be um, a national river, um, but then they redesignated it to an actual national park. Uh, the end of 2020. So, you know, they keep adding uh, national parks. So try to keep up with it. I've only been to, after Big Ben, it'll be 19 national parks. And I would love to get to many more. I do love the national park system that we have. Um, so to go over ones that I recommend uh, based on the time of year or the month. I'll go by month. So let's actually start in January. And there, because there's so many, I'm just really listing maybe one, maybe two in each month, but you can do your research and just realize, you know, weather does depend on, you know, when you go and thinking about that summer season, that busy high season, there are probably a few of those popular ones that you might want to avoid during the summer. For example, some of the big ones like, of course, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, you might want to do off season, meaning don't go June, July, August, because that's going to be the busiest time. And there's going to be lots of tourists during those times. So let's start with January. January, it's recommended you go to Death Valley. That makes total sense because um, the temperatures are milder and also the rain is, is minimal. So that's a good time to go to Death Valley. You certainly wouldn't want to go to Death Valley in the height of summer, right? Because it's already hot there. In February, you want to get away. Maybe you live in the northern part of the United States or you come from a colder climate. I recommend in February you go to the Virgin Islands and there's a national park there. And it's just the Virgin Islands National Park, right? And that would be super because the weather's going to be so wonderful. You're going to want to get away from any kind of maybe uh, colder weather if you live in the States. Um, in March, you might check out the Arches National Park. Oh, just one of my favorites. Um, it's going to be colder in the evenings, but you're going to have no crowds. Um, and it's just going to be gorgeous. In April, this might be a good time to go to the Grand Canyon, but also don't forget about the Badlands. They're also pretty popular, and April makes a good time of year to see those. In May, you can try to get to Yosemite National Park, which is in California. Um, the weather, again, will be pretty ideal there. Now, in June, I personally recommend Rocky Mountain National Park. Ugh. It's just amazing. I was there in July, a little warm. So maybe early June uh, might be a good time, especially before crowds start to appear um, in that area. Um, July, Denali National Park. Now, I would just actually 
caveat say any of the Alaska parks in July, I think would be ideal because you, uh, I don't, I love snow. I love to watch it and look at it, but I don't necessarily want to be cold all the time. But if you like snow, then maybe you want to go to any of the Alaska National Parks in the wintertime to really see it uh, for what it is, all the snow. Okay, August, definitely uh, um, Mount Rainer. I went in October, uh, missed a lot of it because it was, the roads were closed. There was snow already. So August is a good time to get to Mount Rainer or some of those others that are kind of up there in the colder climate, um, you know, before it starts to get cold again, right? September, Grand Teton National Park would be superb. October, probably my favorite time to travel to national parks. I highly recommend, I have three on my list. Acadia National Park in Maine, which I actually did in October, which was superb. And Shenandoah National Park, also great park. Uh, it's that's also a nice one in the spring too. I'll put that out there. And then Cuyahoga National Park. Uh, I used to live in the area. So I just love the fall foliage. So those are why I chose those for October. Um, November, you're getting into cooler weather, but you think about those places that are in the southern part of the United States, um, Bryce Canyon, Big Ben, those are going to be cooler uh, temperatures and probably a good time. There's not a whole lot of crowds. And then finally in December, I personally would go to the Everglades, again, warmer weather, and then maybe even visit Zion because Zion's going to have, there's going to be less tourists there during the month of December. So those are some suggestions I have for when to visit national parks, you know, different ones. You can pull up your own list, maybe create a little checklist of your own, of ones that you have been to, ones that maybe you want to go to next. But don't forget to use that five-point checklist of what you should do before you go uh, to your national park for a visit. And I hope this inspires you to get out there, especially if you live in the U.S., Uh, We are very blessed to have many national parks. Uh, Many states even have multiple national parks. Uh, Texas has two. California has many. So if you live in California, you are rocking it. It's got so many options for you. Um, And maybe you live in a state that doesn't have a national park, but you should be nearby one. For example, um, Pennsylvania doesn't have any national parks, but West Virginia that New River Gorge is actually fairly close if you live in Pennsylvania. So there's lots of options out there. Get out there, get out in nature and explore these beautifully preserved lands of our national parks here in the U.S. And for those coming from another country, I hope you do explore our national parks here in the U.S. And stay tuned, ladies, because probably in a few weeks, I will actually share about my trip to Big Bend National Park. I will share some of my itinerary, things that I did, and some tips for you if that's a park you plan to visit. Hey, sister travelers, did this podcast inspire and encourage you or move you to get out there and travel? Wonderful. There are three ways you can thank me. First one is leave a written review for the show on Apple Podcast. Two, share the show with your sister travelers, your friends, your family. And three, 
Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And thank you again for listening to the show. Sisters, be fearless, take the leap, and get out there and have an adventure.